0: From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning, focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio.
1: That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour as we move on into the season of Lent, the great season of Lent, and uh, as we anticipate Holy Week coming up around the corner. It's uh, a little bit earlier this year than usual, but uh, and then Easter Sunday, of course, and uh, the the great greatest I I won't call it a holiday. The greatest day uh, in Christianity and in our faith. Uh, appreciate you all being with us. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we are glad to welcome in Kathy Hendricks, who is going to be presenting a free webinar here. On March the 9th, Kathy. Good day to you.
2: Thank you. Good day to you as well.
1: Uh, Kathy, tell us a, l- a little bit about yourself and where you're located.
2: Uh, yeah, I um, I live in Colorado in the mountain town of Salida um, on the Arkansas River, which is wonderful. Um, <laughs> I'm <a laughs> yeah. i uh, I have uh, a lot of background in, in catechetical ministry. I worked in um, parishes. In Colorado and in Alaska, as oh, wow. uh, parish catechetical leader. Yeah, and then I worked for the. I was the director of religious education for the Diocese of Colorado Springs hmm. for uh, six and a half years, and then from there did um, work for Catholic publishers, including uh, William H. Sadlier, who is actually sponsoring this webinar. So, uh, Sadlier is a company that published religious education materials. Uh, they've been owned by the same family for over 185 years, which is pretty amazing. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, so it's a it's just a wonderful company, and they've you know very dedicated to Catholic education.
1: So, so the the Diocese of uh, Colorado Springs is their headquarters on the top of Pike's Peak? <laughs> a little closer to heaven.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty high, but not up that high. But you get a. If you've ever been to Colorado Springs? You have a
1: beautiful view of Pike's Peak. Yes, yeah, uh, yes, I, I have. I, I, we were visiting relatives there one time, and I had, I had learned that there was a, a road all the way to the top of Pike's Peak, and uh, nobody was willing to go with me, so I didn't make the ride. But that's, uh, that's one of my bucket lists. There is to get to the top of Pike's Peak. It's wonderful. Well,
2: you know, they have all sorts of races. My husband has run the marathon oh up my that mountain several times. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Have you had his head examined? <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking?
2: <laughs> exactly, but he loves it. Does it go? <laughs> the, does the
1: marathon just go uphill? Uh,
2: it, there's two actually. There's uh, uh, it's on a weekend, usually in the summer. I think they moved it to the fall. But the first day on Saturday, they run what they call the ascent. So uh-huh. they just run to the top, and then the next day it's a full marathon. They run up and all oh, the I way see. back down.
1: I see. So yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I It would need to be a full weekend for me to run a marathon. I'll tell you exactly. <laughs> I, I I understand. Yeah. In, in, in Alaska, don't you have to be a bush pilot to to spread the faith?
2: <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, we um, we lived in the diocese of Juneau, which mm-hmm. is down in the um, right more uh you know the southern part I would call it the banana belt. Uh <laughs>
1: but the
2: bishop there, you know, um when we lived there, Archbishop Hurley had he was a pilot and he used to fly right. all over the place.
1: Right. I know um, a lot of the priests are too
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's very far flung.
1: <laughs> well especially so. with uh, Juno wow, you you you're pretty landlocked there.
2: Yes. Absolutely.
1: Uh, yeah. Well that's yeah. that's we lived like... in the
2: town. Yeah, we lived in the town of Sitka, which is oh, sure. on an island. Oh, so,
1: yeah. Wow, Beautiful. boy, that's
2: <laughs> that, that that
1: that's that's you, you've got a a, a very interesting uh, uh, path for spreading the faith.
2: Yes, yeah, I feel really very blessed to have you know been um, involved with this for so many decades and um, the people I've met along the way. It's been wonderful. So,
1: tell us a little bit about Sadlier.
2: Uh, as I said, Sadlier has uh, has been uh, owned by the same family uh, for 185 years. Mary Sadlier, the, uh, way back, I think she, uh, she was an Irish immigrant, and she came to the United States. When she came to the United States, she started to write um, materials kind of, I think, based uh, certainly to help immigrants, uh, particularly Irish immigrants, understand their faith. So, in a sense, she was a real forerunner when it came to adult catechesis or adult, adult uh-huh. faith formation. And then um, the family has carried that on. Um, I think they're into their seventh generation now. And, um, you know, they publish uh, catechetical materials, catechetical series for both uh, Catholic schools and Catholic parishes. Uh, they also do some academic uh, a vocabulary workshop, math, they have a beautiful math program that is used in both public and Catholic schools. Um, so I worked for, uh, for a number of years, I worked for the editorial division, and I wrote uh, quite a bit of material for their parents, um, parent resources for catechist background material, that sort of thing. And then um, also for their, they also have programs of sacramental preparation, um, for First Eucharist, uh, First Reconciliation, Confirmation, and also Infant Baptism. So I wrote some of those materials as well. And then um, I retired actually almost a year and a half ago as a consultant, a full-time consultant. I'm Uh still doing consultant work for them. Uh, And in that role as consultant, I did a lot of um, talks. Presentations, seminars, for uh, and retreats. I'm a spiritual director as well, um, for um, parish catechetical leaders, for Catholic school teachers, for catechists, and for parents. And that was wonderful. It took me all over the country, um, and has given me an opportunity to meet people um, around the around the country as well as I've spoken overseas several times uh, at military bases. So
1: oh, very good.
2: Yeah.
1: So. You know, it's it, sometimes I think maybe we're a little do a little bit too much inside baseball uh, when we talk about our faith, and and people go, "Well, what's what? what it, it, give us the the you know the the twenty five word definition of catechesis and what that all means."
2: That's wonder. Yeah, it's a good question because you're right. It's a it's a Greek. It's literally Greek to people because yeah. it's a Greek word. Um, Essentially, catechesis is the process of coming uh, closer to Christ. And so the directory, the new directory for catechesis that the Vatican just released um, uh, recently, describes it as intimacy with Christ and the living encounter with the Lord who gives life. And that's, you know, so it's more than just knowing about our faith. It's really taking it into our lives and growing closer to Jesus Christ. Um both you know in in our hearts, as well as our heads and and you know, and then bringing that out into the world um, uh, in uh, you know as part of the church church's mission, and that's why catechesis is very closely linked to evangelization, which is another word a lot we yeah. <laughs> may stumble over, but it's basically to you know the mission of the church is to spread the good news of Jesus, and you know um St. Francis of Assisi, it's attributed to him. I don't know whether he said that or not, but he, he did say, you know, preach the gospel at all times and use words when absolutely necessary. Right. And so we do that through, you know, the way we serve one another, through our attitudes, through, the, through um, just through everything we do and say and um, believe. And so catechesis is really that process that helps helps us move into that that relationship
1: with jesus yeah yeah that's that it you know is off quoted that's that that statement from uh the alleged statement we don't know but, <laughs> but you know of, of of saint francis and it it every time i hear it it stops me in my tracks you know because yeah. it's like yeah i can um i mean i do a radio show i talk you know and yeah. and i i i'm i'm a writer as well you know and 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 it stops you when you go, why don't I just live like this? Don't just say these words, live like yeah. this, live as yeah. an example. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, we have a house full of teenagers and, and mm. they're so impressionable. And, and I, and I, I, I tell them, you know, you walk into a seven with a brand new baby and there's all these kids in there there's all these teenagers and even younger you know or young adults in there and they see you with that kid and if you're acting as if this kid is a burden on your life <laughs> mm. or if you're yeah. acting as if this kid is the greatest joy you've ever had you're you're being a role model right there whether you know it or not all these people yeah. are watching you with this newborn you know and and that's right. just uh, that's a minor example but we're we're role models every single day in how we act, how we treat people and and so i think those those words of saint francis are just so profound. Yes, absolutely. They usually make That's us kind of giggle, you know, but but they, know. they're really, you know, <laughs> they're they're really profound.
2: Well, and i think that when it comes to catechesis, a lot of people, you know, um don't you know, I mean, there's certainly a lot of words that we use in catechesis. we have wonderful textbooks and you know the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and we have all these resources. but um, what i what I so love in the new directory is the way the catechist is described as as first of all a witness and a keeper of the memory of God, and isn't that a wonderful? a description of someone who shares the faith and, pa- and passes it on is, first of all, like you're saying, through witness through what they do and reminding people um, to, uh, that God God's love is, you know, expansive and ever-present. And I think that is such a wonderful role. You know, I have the opportunity to meet so many catechists over the years and their dedication and their commitment, they really are witnesses to the faith. Through their through their caring and their um, their dedication, and that that's just so so incredibly vital.
1: Yes, um. in, indeed. You know, I'm I'm very 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 fond of the the catechism. I have you know I have one sitting right here. You know the big thick uh-huh. bound bound one, and yes. it's. Uh, you know, of course, I, I grew up with the the Baltimore Catechism, and I, I found one in a dresser drawer the other day. <laughs> it just you know, all dog-eared, and everything, and and yeah. it, you know, it's like, you know, why did God make me? You know, those those real simple questions for a second grader. You yeah. know, God loves you, and and all this stuff, and and the first time i cracked over i always am amused as a writer it says uh, catechism of the catholic church second edition you know and i i kind of <laughs> laughingly say well what was wrong with the first edition you know but uh, <laughs> but uh, the in terms of when non-catholic friends or or anybody really approaches me or asks me about about my faith i am very comfortable going to the catechism and saying well let's see what the catechism says here because yeah. it is so down to earth explanatory it's very well written in a in a i don't know almost a a humble way if you will yeah. this is what we believe but this is why we believe it and mm-hmm. here's some biblical sites for you just in case or some uh, you know uh, encyclical sites etc that it's so explanatory. Whether you're talking about abortion, whether you're talking about a just war, uh, talking about capital punishment, capital, uh, talking about charity, uh, it's all right there. Or uh, you know, the, of course, the source and summit, the Eucharist. It's all right there, in very ex- easy to to understand. I mean, a, a, a very young person could read that and understand what's going on there. It's not. Some great philosophical you know yes uh-huh. i'm I'm just very, yeah. very fond of the catechism, I think it's a a brilliant work
2: mhm well and it's uh you know it's so, so helpful for those of us who uh like you mentioned being a writer and when you when you write you know and you want to to find you know just the right way to frame, say, the virtues or something, You can, right. it's, it's such a wonderful resource to go to, and of course, all our catechetical materials are underscored with that, those links to the, the catechism, you know, so that catechists can go in their manuals, you know, teach their lesson, but they can go to the, you know, it's right there in their manual that they can go back to the catechism and learn more about it, or, or break that open a little bit more, so it's, yeah, it's just been really invaluable.
1: Um, certainly for publishers, uh, yeah, and you know everybody absolutely.
2: working in this in this field. So
1: yeah. Well, and it, you know it's it's interesting because occasionally occasionally somebody will say, well, well, isn't it true that, or I heard this, yeah. and and it's so easy to go, well, no, you know, you may have heard that, and and it, it's kind of half true or something. It, it, it's not always a negative. It's just um, let's, let's just explain this one a little bit further, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. um, if, if you had told me when I was a seven year old going to catechism class on Saturday morning, that we didn't actually worship the blessed mother, I probably wouldn't have believed it because <laughs> we were so fond of her, you know? Yeah, yeah, And, and then you go, Oh no, no, she's, she's not deity. She's Mary, you know, right, she's right, the mother of right. God, which is, you know, you go, well, well wait a minute. Uh, there's, I got a mom and dad, and I'm part of them. And so she's the mother of God. She, you know, you, yeah. your, your little seven year old brain is going pretty, pretty overtime on that. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yes. Yeah. So it does. It helps to clarify things. So,
1: yeah. Beautifully. So. Well, Kathy, uh, you are going to be presenting a a webinar, a free webinar, um, shaping the yes. future of catechesis for families and catechists. Tell us a little bit. It would be March the ninth at uh, five thirty in the afternoon.
2: Yes, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, actually, just presented this for the Diocese of Stockton, so mm-hmm. this is it's wonderful uh, to be able to do this in uh, for Sacramento as well. Um, you know, there's been, um, we uh, had kind of a seismic shift in uh, catechetical ministry, well, all, par- all parish ministries as a result of the COVID pandemic and the lockdown, and, um, you know, where parishes were closed. And as part of that, um, there were both challenges and uh, opportunities that arose from that. Certainly yeah. challenges were a lot of changes when... Um, when the programs, you know, children could no longer come to the, the parish for sure. their religious education or go to the Catholic schools. Um, so, and as a result, some of our, we lost some of our catechists uh, during that time. Uh, but what what I found, you know, in because in, I continued um, to be in touch with people through the, the gift of technology and through the, um, you know, Zoom and, and um, these kind of webinars, was that what what catechetical leaders did? Was they uh, they pivoted very nicely and and when you know some of them who were not you know digital what they call digital natives you know people born into the tech world uh, sure. and understanding all of that um, pivoted very quickly to um, to technological uh, means and having you know online classes or. Um, you know, even sacramental preparation online. Um, parishes went to streaming, you know, streaming their liturgies, that sort of thing. And so what they found in terms of family was, um, in some cases, parents that were kind of uninvolved suddenly were involved. You know, they were with their child. They were, they were helping their children um, learn. You know, Sadler had a program <clears throat> that we didn't, we certainly didn't, you know, come out with it. In anticipation of a of a global pandemic, but it, um, it's a program called Christ in Us, and it's a uh, it's it's both print and digital, and so parents had access to the digital portal, what we call portal, uh, with materials for for the home, um, and that became such a godsend uh, during this time. So it, it's an example of how. Um, some of the opportunities for catechesis uh, arose during the pandemic. Now that that, you know, we're, we're out of that kind of phase, not that COVID is over, but um, we're back for the most part to, um, to, uh, you know, on-site classes, for example, for religious education. The question is, what did we learn from that? And what can we, you know, as we move forward, how are we going to shape this Um, this beautiful ministry and move, into, you know, which I think Pope Francis has certainly given us a lot of um, direction in this way. You know, is to move forward uh, and and speak to where people are today. Yep. Um, and and when it comes to parents, you know, one of the reasons we're my husband and I are in the town of Salida is uh, is our daughter lives here with her. Um, uh, with her family and mm-hmm. so we moved here actually to help with child care uh-huh. uh w- yep. when <laughs> with, for our little uh, our granddaughter then was just 2 years old and now we have another one, <laughs> another <laughs> grandchild and and so you know it's really very very close to home for me as to what families are dealing with you know sure, sure. their uh, their their needs for you know working maybe they're in the home out of the home how do we reach families in a way that is relevant to their lives today? And so that's been a question, I think, in catechesis for a long time. I'm, but it's taken on new energy and new, um, uh, I would say, a new level of uh, priority and, um, and, in a sense, urgency. How do we respond to, to families? How do we support parents in their role? Uh, as well as grandparents and extended family, and their role in passing on the faith. Um, and as you know, as we were talking about earlier, a lot of that is just done through the witnessing in in the home. And one of the terms that I, I will be exploring with the group in this webinar is something in the new cat, in the new directory for catechesis, which is kind of a uh, it's kind of the um, it's really our directories for catechesis. Uh, t- tell us how to go about that, how to, what catechesis is and what, what sort of mode we use to deliver this ministry to people. And it uses the term casual catechesis to describe the kind of catechetical processes that are happening all the time around us. And one of those places is in the family. And it, it can sound kind of like, you know, less than... <laughs> but sure. i love that term casual catechesis because families are doing this in you know you gave such a wonderful example of being you know in a store and how you treat your child or right, how you treat right. the the clerk at the store or you know how you drive down the highway all every every moment is an opportunity to live and share our faith, and so what families are doing, you know, I don't know many parents that are sitting down and saying, I'm going to have a lesson today on how to teach my child to be forgiving <laughs>
1: no, right, right. <laughs> or
2: caring, but but they are doing it all the time through what they, uh, through how they model, what they, you know, what they say, um, using teachable moments, you know, to, to talk to their children about uh, the importance of kindness and compassion and mercy, forgiveness, all these wonderful aspects of being a follower of Jesus Christ, and so how do we shore that up, how do we do that in both systematic ways, which the parish does uh, through their religious education or the Catholic school through their religious formation programs, and then um, how do we support that process in the home, and so that's going to be a big part of um, uh, of this webinar.
1: Oh, very good. Well, you know, the homes where it where it all starts. I I know we have we have something yeah. here in Sacramento, uh, the diocese of Sacramento, called uh, uh, Ministry Days, which is a like a, a day long, and people come from all this. This is a very big diocese uh, has twenty yeah. counties, most of Northern California, leaving out the Bay Area, and it is it is uh, uh, it's a big big event, and and so some of us they they invite people to come to To make a proposal something something that maybe they would teach a one hour or just break it up into just classrooms at a high school. And, and one time I, a couple of times I, I was doing the domestic church, just sort of leading the group of maybe 25, 30 people that, that, you know, what do they call them? Breakout sessions or something. And, and I mean, I was, <laughs> I was really following more than leading, but, and I had one of my, my daughter's, with with me, so every time I talked about how we, what we do at our house, if it was a lie, she would nod and agree with me. But you know, but but it was. I, I talked about before mass, like the day before mass, like Saturday, uh-huh. uh, casually and comfortably, not a big deal, not a formal lesson. But let's break out the readings for tomorrow, and let's uh-huh. just and 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 it started when when our kids were maybe we had four or like three years apart you know and like like maybe when they were six seven eight or nine like that that age group and uh-huh. we talk about it what the take the, 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 the prodigal son or something and well, what do, what are you hearing here and and what do you see uh-huh. and what do you, who do you who do you think the dad is and who do you think the son is and do you know people like that and then the next day in mass wow their ears are just perked i know this story yeah. and and yeah, inevitably, and then maybe on, on the way home or the way to breakfast or whatever from Mass, you're 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 talking about it, and and invariably, that's the first thing that comes up is I heard it a little different than we read it at home yesterday. You know, like I I picked yeah. up something else, and and just in that session, you know, everybody was t- talking about what they did at home. You know, and it mm-hmm. was just it was just great to have that kind of exchange. But it, in, in my mind, and I know in the church's mind, boy, it all starts in the family. If, if you're not, yeah. if you're not in, I, I don't like the word enforce, but if you're not reinforcing what they're learning uh, you know, in, in religious ed or if they go to a Catholic school, mm-hmm. um, if you're not reinforcing that at home, if you're not going to Mass or you're not uh, practicing the faith uh, or even living out, the tenets of the faith, um, Mm -hmm. your kids are going to fall away, most likely. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Well, it's one of the reasons I started out, you know, teaching in Catholic schools, and I taught uh, second grade, uh, third and fourth grade. Loved it, loved the children, and I loved teaching religion. But it was the parents' questions that were so engaging for me, and I thought, you know, the kids seem to be, (laughs) to get this pretty quickly, but... uh, it's how do you keep the the adults engaged in in this process of of continuing to grow in their faith and expand their lives, um, you know, particularly their spirituality, their you know, their closeness with God. Um, and if you if you do that, then it's going to um, it's going to affect the children, you know, like you said. And so it has to it has to start in the home, and the family is so incredibly vital, and I, I love that term, domestic church. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think Paul VI, was, Paul VI was the first to kind of coin that phrase, and it, it speaks so strongly to um, the sacred within the home, uh, you know, and to honor that.
1: So Yes, indeed. Yeah. So the, the 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 webinar is free. It's March the 9th and the 9th at 5:30. Uh you know, we're on Pacific time out here. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, and and you're right on the cusp of going into daylight time right there. I think that 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 coming weekend is the beginning of daylight time. And and Right. Yeah. That's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. people can, if they want to sign up, they can contact Teresa Donan here at the Diocese, 916-733-0132, or uh, shoot her an email, tdonan, that's D-O-N-A-N, tdonan, at scd.org. I should uh, caution you, when people talk, the word sacramental and sacramento sound alike. <laughs> <laughs> I I I the the, the I was reading a, an announcement for for World Marriage Day, uh, which has already passed. But, uh, um, and it it said the, the part of the announcement was if you have a sacramental marriage, blah blah blah, you know, <laughs> and and, oh. and somebody said, did you have to get married in Sacramento? <laughs> <laughs> So, so just just well, remember, you're speaking that, to Sacramento and sacramental people.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, what a wonderful name. To
1: work. Well, it is, it's, it is. You know, it's great. Uh, I've I've told this yeah. story before, but I I uh, went to public school in a very small town in Northern California. We didn't we didn't have a Catholic school, and. Um, being kind of a smart aleck i i uh, we were studying the history of california and and they were talking about the 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 city of sacramento and it was the capital and and all that and and i asked the teacher where you know where wh- what does that what does that word mean sacramento and and because we raise a lot of tomatoes here and the kind of the nickname is sacred tomato sure. you know and and, and she says, well, let, let me get back to you on that. I could see her turning white, you know. And the next day she called me up after class, and she says, Bobby, the, the Sacramento, the city, is named after the Sacramento River. Uh. <laughs> and I let it go at that.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs>
1: so... She was pretty um, smart. She was pretty smart. She knew we were yeah. going into the weeds there, <laughs> so. <laughs> right, right. In, in a public school, yeah. So. Yes,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and actually, that was pretty smart of her. You know, it was. I, I tried to tell catechist that too. That you don't have to be a theologian to teach. You know, uh, <laughs> right. and and if you don't know, you could always say, "Let me get back to you. Let me find." Let you me get out. back to Let you. Me. Yeah.
1: Learn more about that. Yeah. Yeah. More, more recently, because I'm a a newspaper columnist in this same town, which has now gotten a lot bigger. Uh, I got asked to come out for, it was like, uh, uh, adult reading day or something. And they asked the police chief and the fire chief and the, uh, you know, the chancellor of the university to come read to fifth graders, you know, like at Mm. various elementary schools in town and I, I showed up, uh, this is in the public schools, and I showed up and, uh, to, to do my turn, and they said, well, Mr. Dunning, did you, did you bring a book to read to the children? And I said, "I said no. And she said, well, you can just pick one from the shelf here in our little library here in the classroom. And I go to the shelf, and the first title I see, this tells you that God has a sense of humor, was The Life and Times of Cesar Chavez, Oh. And of course, very famous yeah. in California. And we yes, even Caesar Chavez Day is 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 actually a state holiday. And oh, I, I picked yeah. I picked the book up and the very first page of the book says Caesar Chavez was a daily communicant. <laughs> and I'm thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a, a. I could have picked any. I, you know there was a million books there on the shelf, and I'm sure they were all appropriate. There wasn't that, any inappropriate. Yeah. But but here, and here it shows him at mass. You know, a picture of him at mass, and I'm thinking I'm in a public school, on reading day. <laughs> <laughs> and just this happened to be on the shelf, you know, because he's, he, you know, not because he was Catholic, but because he was a, a labor, you know, a, a labor right, leader yeah. and, and, and a very iconic figure in California. I mean, iconic and controversial as well. I mean, a lot of people didn't, didn't like what he was doing, but a lot of people did. And, uh, um. But it was just, it was funny, and I, I looked yeah. up at the heavens and yeah. I said, uh, thank you, Lord, for making me laugh today, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so,
2: Isn't that wonderful? Too? Yeah. I mean, then yeah. you know there's no
1: coincidences. <laughs> no, I, 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 I used that very line with one of my kids yesterday, something something great happened, you know, and and, yeah, yeah. and they, said, they said, what a coincidence. And, of course, I said, oh, with God, there are no coincidences. So, uh, Well, Kathy, we're we're yeah. definitely looking forward to this. Thanks. It's been a joy talking with you, and thanks, thanks for all the great work you do. And uh, uh, we'll look forward to uh, hearing you on March the ninth.
2: Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed
1: it. Thank you. God bless you and your family and your grandkids. And uh oh, thank uh, you. I <laughs> hope our paths cross again soon. Okay. Yeah,
2: thanks thanks for, so much.
1: Yeah. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. uh, Kathy Hendricks, who's um, from from sadly a religion, and uh, she will be presenting um, Shaping the Future of Catechesis for Families and Catechists, a free webinar, March the 9th at 5.30. Contact Teresa Donan at 916 to get all the details. And, uh, or you can email her at donan d-o-n-a-n, t-d-o-n-a-n at scd.org We'll take a quick break, back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at the thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items Four seven two zero, or you can visit them at sixty five twenty Van Maren Lane in Citrus Sites. And we certainly thank uh, the Saint Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and longstanding support of the Bishop's Hour.
2: This is Lori Power, Associate Superintendent with the Catholic School Department. You are listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. Thank
1: you, Lori, and thanks for all the great you work work you do with our great. Catholic sp- schools. And uh, speaking of that, we are uh, thrilled to welcome in Father Bong Rojas, the pastor at Holy Spirit and uh, Holy Spirit School, uh, which is celebrating its 75th anniversary. Father, good day to you. Good day to you, too, Bob. How are you? Doing Doing fine. Always, always good to hear your voice. Uh, uh, how are things at Holy Spirit?
0: Wonderful. Um, it's Spiritage,
1: let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it doing well. It's such a, it's such a, a beautiful, uh, a beautiful parish and a, a, a beautiful campus and and uh, one of the the beautiful areas of Sacramento with all those those old 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 beautiful trees.
0: Right. Oh, they're beautiful trees and. Uh... Which, uh, uh, during the storm, of the New Year storm, it was, uh, it was a little dangerous. Yep. Uh, yeah. We actually had to uh, postpone the opening of, uh, of our school during the New Year because uh, uh, the road uh, was blocked by this huge tree that fell. Yeah. Uh, uh, thankfully, uh, at least it can still allow a car to go in and out, so uh-huh.
1: the sisters were not completely stuck in the convent. <laughs> well, because the sisters of Mercy uh right. by the campus right. of, of the school. Yeah, I mean, I was reading a story in the Bee the other day about how that storm actually affected the tree canopy in Sacramento. So many of the, the big, old, beautiful trees came down.
0: Right. You know, the the land park, the, the park here is was basically really uh, um, a lot of the trees were like a lot of the old trees.
1: Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. And and, some, and and usually, you know, sometimes a younger tree, a branch will fall off or snap. But in this case, it's the whole tree just comes out of the ground. Yeah. I know. It was, it
0: was, uh, I mean, just like in most of uh, Sacramento, but the concentration of trees here, that was just uh, incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the sycamore, which normally just break off during windy, a uh, um, yearly ordeal, right. uh, for some reason, the
1: sycamores stayed up. Oh, did they? But, uh,
0: yeah, the redwoods, however, uh, the eucalyptus—they were the ones who
1: were the redwoods. Were oh, down. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not positive, but I, I had a friend that had redwood trees in his backyard, and he said none of them survived. You know, it was just uh, the, it was something about the root system of them just couldn't couldn't handle that. Uh, of course, it yeah. Is, one is, of our,
0: I visited one of our parishioners' home, and. Um, there, the
1: redwood be uh, in their backyard. Just yep. went to the living room of uh, yeah. their neighbor. Yeah. Yep. Well, of course, well, in January, the perfect sycamores perfect. don't have any leaves, so they don't they don't have as much resistance to the wind. Whereas the uh, the redwoods are, are are they're in full bloom all year long. You know. So, yeah. So they've got more <laughs> where the wind can catch onto something. But wow. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with the uh, same
0: thing with the uh, with the eucalyptus. Right. So the Eucalyptus not many of them were uprooted, but they were like mangled yeah. branches. It was it was uh, incredible to watch because they were just twisted.
1: Well uh, yeah, nature always man. wins, doesn't it? It's you
0: know. it's it's really incredible. I I know it was devastating, but it was it was a different kind of 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 beauty, if you will. I mean it's just amazing. Uh yeah. Uh, it was amazing to watch all of the the effects of it Uh, now I'm I'm used to it because uh, uh, I was born in an island in the Philippines which we call which which is part of a uh, typhoon belt we call it the typhoon
1: belt in the Mm -hmm. Philippines right Um, we get typhoons like this maybe
0: once a month or at least during the typhoon season twice a month
1: yeah and a a typhoon is what we would know here as a hurricane a
0: hurricane. So yeah. we were used to it, and I'm used to these kinds of scenery. But so I haven't seen this for a very long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like...
0: <laughs> so it kind of, and not everyone was like was afraid of the wind and all of that. And I'm thinking, oh, this is like home.
1: <laughs> yeah. I bet, I bet. Yeah, the Philippines are, are are known for their typhoons for sure. Yeah, because
0: yeah. the, the island uh, is right on the Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. so so it was, uh, it's it's part of the path of a typhoon. Well, so
1: well, I haven't, have, a, I have
0: a, Kind of affected a little bit because there's still the rain and all of that affected our our uh, celebration. Uh, yes. uh, our anniversary, but it was it was wonderful.
1: Oh, well, I have a daughter at, at UC Santa Cruz, and she called us during the storm because class, of course, was canceled and everything, and and they didn't want anybody on the campus because that campus has all kinds of redwood trees that were coming down, and and she said, I want I'd like to come home, but there's no way to come home because every road is either blocked by water or trees or mudslides yeah. you know there was there was so she just had to she just had to you know stick it out but but we'd never seen anything like it you know
0: it was, we, we actually in our school we had so in the front by by the sisters we had this tree that fell that blocked the road um, which we we decided not to open because just, just for emergency for sure. safety reasons but then at the back of the campus we also have this tree that got uprooted and broke the water
1: main Oh wow! So it flooded uh, that whole thing. Now we have a new
0: building there, a STEM building, mm-hmm. um, which has new equipment. Um, uh, the the high school in, in Red Bluff was was so so gracious in uh, sending us some of their high school equipment. So we have a really top notch uh, science lab. Oh wow! Uh, and and I thought, oh, that is going to be flooded, <laughs> but. Thankfully, uh, uh, whoever decided uh, to put a moat around the building—I <laughs> <What? laughs> uh, mean, that, that moat was full. Oh, I mean, it looked like there was—it's a real castle.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Are there alligators was, in the moat? It was
0: very funny that that moat. Otherwise, it would have flooded our classroom, sure. uh, our this new building, and and some of ours. So it was. It was quite a blessing to have that moat.
1: That's very good. That's very good. Were were there alligators in the moat?
0: Well, that's what I'm thinking now. We should put one there.
1: That's great. That could
0: be a science project.
1: Yes, yes. So I know I know you don't go back 75 years, but what do you know about the history of the of the of Holy Spirit School?
0: Well, the the history uh, the, the school opened eight years after uh, the founding of the church. Uh-huh. So uh, we we were founded in 1940, just before the war, and then in 1948, right after the war, the school opened. Wow! And um, they started um, they started with I think 210 kids. Mm. Um, well, we started the kindergarten the year before, 1947, uh-huh. and and um, they met here, and they, we have this uh, little conference room here. Uh, uh, that's where they met. This kindergarten, and then every year uh, they had they added another year, um, and eventually uh, uh, they were averaging about fifty students per class, uh-huh. uh, which was typical during that time. And so um, we have uh, we have. Uh, uh, Father McHugh as our first pastor um, mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in the school. The Sisters of Mercy were the ones who uh, who staffed it for local sisters, uh, took charge of it. Um, and uh, in, I think, 1948, um, it opened to four classes from kinder to fourth grade. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and then every year, they added an additional grade until 1952, the first graduating class.
1: Wow. And that yeah. would be eighth grade? Yes. Wow. And, and some of them actually came during the, uh, the anniversary match. It was incredible. Who came? Some of them came. Oh, and, uh, wow. And, uh, oh. Yeah.
0: Um, there is a regular gathering of class of 1952.
1: You can. And
0: they come together, and um, um, at least two of them came to me, and uh, and, then said, Yeah, we still gather.
1: (laughs) Wow, so that would be, they would probably be about in their early 80s, I guess, uh, class of of 52.
0: Yeah. Wow. Most of the uh, the, um, alumni that I met are women, so I dare not to ask their Uh age.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: I learned well from my mom, <laughs> but yes. maybe around that time they're very young. <laughs> yes, they're very young. No, no, no. They're very. Uh, they're actually their sense of of uh, um, identity as graduates of Holy Spirit School is very strong. Yeah, um, it, it was it, it was something that um, was inspiring for me. The Sisters of Mercy, uh, they were they came in full force. Um, Michelle, Sister Michelle Gorman represented the whole Sisters of Mercy. Uh, most of the principals, uh, uh, former principals, who are who can come, uh, they came, and those who cannot told Sister Michelle their their wishes to be there because uh, they're in Auburn. Um, so I mean, it really I mean that in itself uh, shows for these. Uh, nuns, and as well as uh, lay principals to come back during the celebration, um, it's an indication that throughout its history they enjoyed being there. Mm-hmm. They enjoyed being in the school, so i that kind of gives me a picture of of those years that I mean we were not present in outside the school wow. um, that they were it was a good place to work. And it's kind of reflected up to this day. We, we actually have a very low turnover of our staff and, and teachers. Um, Mr. Domingo, we call Mr. Domingo Rocky, uh, our principal, uh, we really make sure that all our decisions uh, for the school put the children as our priority. So, um, I mean, it's, and it's evident that uh, when the kids are happy, everyone, including especially their parents, would be very happy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 uh, it's evident. And, I, and I'm, I'm hoping, yes, we're doing things differently here and there, but I'm hoping to that we are faithful to the tradition that the uh, Sinai the founding pastor of this parish, as well as the Sisters of Mercy, have kind of traveled uh, yeah, well, to
1: us. Between Father yeah. McHugh and those Sisters of Mercy, you got the... You got shamrock stamped got all over that school. <laughs>
0: yeah, you got a powerhouse. And, and to keep in mind, uh, our school is, is about a mile away from the parish building. Right. The parish church building. Right. So um, on, uh, we move our masses to Wednesday instead of Friday. So I go there to celebrate masses on Wednesday. But once a month, all the kids, they walk to, to the church building from kinder to eighth grade,
1: and they walk it. That's beautiful.
0: They walk, and so we wanted to we wanted to recreate that walk. And some of the households put the banners uh, in front of their yard um, to so that when we recreate that walk during our on the seventy fifth anniversary, that mass, um, the people will see that. But. The weather told us otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> you, you may have to do that walk in May or something.
0: Yeah, no. I think we, I mean some of the uh, some of the uh, the alumni they were ready, they were excited. Uh-huh. Uh, so we we organized some of the. Uh, I, at least I knew some of the alumni who were going to walk with our uh, school children. Uh, we had the uh, student body uh, to uh, or the. Um, the, um, officers of the student
1: right, body right. To,
0: to lead the walk, and uh, but yeah, we had to scrap that.
1: Oh, this, yeah, you don't want any branches falling on anybody.
0: Exactly, or uh, or going back to the school all drenched that or
1: all wet. Yeah, exactly. Not,
0: exactly, that would
1: not be pretty. No. So tell us about. We'll have new, a lot of uh, sick calls the uh, yeah the week, the day after. <laughs> So, is in terms of all the COVID restrictions and everything, is that all behind the schools now?
0: I mean, we're still um, we're still uh, vigilant. Mm-hmm. So, whenever someone is sick, uh, just like any other school, right. we are um, we are careful uh, and we advise them. The regular testing we don't have that anymore. However, if the kid is sus- uh, suspect or is suspected to be ill then we have the test available uh-huh. um but uh, for the most part we want to keep the the kids uh really while they're vigilant to to really not be um uh, impeded by the fear uh-huh. not to be right afraid. right so very important yeah uh-huh. i mean trying to find that balance between not being afraid and at the same time being very uh, very careful yeah. uh is really a balance
1: that we need to uh, to keep, you know, uh, doing. So when, that. when the kids graduate, uh, what's, what schools do they go on to in high school?
0: So um, we have obviously the, the Catholic schools around us, which is St. Francis, Jesuit, and Christian Brothers. However, some of the kids also go to McClatchy. I would, I would is, think McClatchy would uh,
1: probably be the logical yeah. public school in the area.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot of our kids go to McClatchy, um, which is a wonderful school. Right. Um, So we have, uh, it's a good, a lot of our parishioners are or were former uh, or are faculty members uh, at McClatchy. And a lot of our uh, kids who go to CFS, who don't go to to the school, uh, are uh, either McClatchy or the middle Middle here, uh-huh. which is neighboring right. So we have we have all these uh, these schools around us. Um, but traditionally, a lot of our kids go to either Jesuits, St. Francis, or Christian Brothers. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, all I would say,
0: yeah, twenty five percent on all four schools.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot a lot of good options for them for sure. So right, the yeah. uh, I know public service is so big at at. Uh, you know, community service at Holy Spirit, um, and, and all our Catholic schools, really. Um, I'm, I'm sure Holy Spirit has uh, those kids are involved in, in all kinds of things in the community, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so one of the beauty that we have is, um, uh, our, the president or the yeah, for the Bishop Gallegos maternity home, uh, uh-huh. is uh, our parishioner, as well as um, uh, as Um, Part of our parish council. Oh, very good. uh, She's giving us a lot of opportunities for involvement uh, for the children, especially. And so uh, they have all kinds of drives, especially uh, for um, uh, mothers who are in need, Mm -hmm. as well as young families and children. Or for so we we really have um, um, we have uh, uh, amazing. Uh, opportunities from them. However, what we started, Rocky and I started doing is bringing in the Knights of Columbus as well as Saint Vincent de Paul into the campus. Uh-huh. That way, um, these kids really uh, see a much. They have they have an, uh, a formation uh-huh. uh, that is broader than information. Right. Um, we wanted them to to understand that you know. Um, your, your, their education is not just in the books, but um, their education, and, and and the education is not just shown in their work, but right. their work is actually part of their education.
1: Exactly.
0: So I mean, it, it, it's it's amazing. When I used to be uh, used to be the field education director for the seminary for the right. students, mm-hmm. and and I would yeah. You know, uh, a lot of times, people or the students would go in their work and thinking, oh, this is their pastoral work. It's kind of, kind of an outlet. But then towards the end of the year, they will do their self-evaluation. And very often, I would see, thank you for bringing me to this kind of work because
1: uh-huh. I learned a lot. Yeah, the, I mean, so, you can't have a better organization for those kids to help than uh, Bishop Geigo's Maternity Home.
0: Exactly. So by bringing in them there... Um, making sure that they are visible on campus uh, at least certain uh, parts times of the year, uh, they're able. They're given the opportunity to speak to the kids. Uh, they're given an opportunity to actually uh, show um, who they are, what they do, instead of simply receiving um, gifts and donations. Because you know anyone can give a donation. Sure. But the, the 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 real part there is a conversion of heart. So if that donation is really a product of a converted heart, then that's
1: what we're trying to do yeah. as a school. Very well uh, said. Yeah. Well, Father, we, we, we ran flat out of time. It's such a joy talking with you and, and hearing all about the great 75th year anniversary of Holy Spirit School. I know the kids are in great hands. Thanks for taking the time to be with us, and thanks for all you do.
0: I bless her, Rob, Bob anytime, and uh, anytime we, uh, we 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 talk about uh, uh, the goal of educating our our community, especially the children.
1: Very well, good. That's that's where we are. Very thank good. You. Well, God's blessings to you and all the kids there, and all the faculty and staff. And I hope our paths cross again soon. Likewise, thank you. Thank you, Father. That's uh, Father Bong Rojas. The uh, pastor at uh, Holy Spirit Parish in uh, uh, right on Land Park, uh, right near, uh, actually, uh, William Land Park and, uh, uh, and Holy Spirit School, celebrating their 75th anniversary. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless everyone. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, They continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. and we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, longstanding support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates.